It's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we do our best to connect the dots between who we are as physical, emotional, spiritual, and intellectual beings. And um, I have as my guest uh, this afternoon, well, actually this morning as we're talking, um, Dr. K, as he prefers to be known. Um, can you say your name correctly? Because I know that I'll, I'll murder it. <laughs> uh, no problem, Lucy. My, uh, my name is spelled uh, Prudvi Karamanchi. All right. And um, I know that uh, you're board certified in sleep medicine, internal medicine, geriatrics, and functional medicine. And you also are a certified energy mastery and practitioner. And you and I have a little bit in common along those lines because we both do energy work. And part of what I do as a therapist, um, I guess I should call myself more of a life coach these days because I think people are nervous about seeing a psychotherapist, if you will, which is what I've been for over 35 years, but they prefer to think of it as there isn't anything wrong with them. They just need to maybe uh, work a little bit at changing their mindset and getting comfortable with the energy beings that they are. So I've kind of gone more along the lines of saying that I'm more of a life coach now because I don't diagnose. And I think you work with energy, you know, to keep people healthy because without that balance, you know, then, you know, those four legs that we talk about, the emotional, physical, intellectual, and spiritual, if they're not in balance, it's really tough to stay healthy. And I don't think people quite get that. So here we are two, uh, two and a half years into COVID and all of the variants. And I kind of want to pick your brain tonight because uh, we talked for a couple of minutes before the show started being recorded, that people are under enormous stress and what does stress do to somebody's immune system? Yeah, that's right. So again, thanks for giving this opportunity, Lucy. I greatly appreciate talking to your audience. I think you have a wonderful group of people listening to your show. Um, so it's, it's really important in this day and age to work on immune system and stress levels. You know, there's the war, there is uh, abortion stuff, there's political stuff going on, there's midterm elections, and there's so many bad news coming out about inflation, gas prices, you know, we can go on and on on how many bad things are happening. And what it does is, you know, people are, uh, are anxious, they're worried about what's going to happen to their house, what's going to happen to their lifestyle, what's going to happen to their kids. And this constant worry, it, uh, it uh, creates uh, a cortisol loop. The adrenal gland is overstimulated. And once you have too much cortisol in your system, then your immune system is suppressed. So once your immune system is suppressed, now you're, you're susceptible to like all these flu, viruses, COVID, you know, whatever we call it, calling this. And once you, once you get the infection, now, you know, you're, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, you become, you become sick and then you lose time from work, and then that causes more stress. So that, I think that's what's happening. Right. Um, did you ever have a, a gerbil when you were a kid? You know, the little pets that run around in the wheel? No. <laughs> had one? Okay. Uh, my son did, and I had them uh, when I was, you know, working with kids in schools as a therapist. 
um, because, you know, kids like pets. And so I would, you know, have this little gerbil and they were very, very cute and very sweet, but it's, it's much like people, you know, we're in a wheel right now. And the faster we go, you know, the faster we get nowhere. And I think, you know, this constant bombardment uh, from uh, media, television, uh, you know, any periodicals maybe that somebody's reading, but this constant bombardment of negative news is really so, so damaging. And, you know, the fact that we can get out in nature to stop this, we can focus on breath work and just learning that when we're beginning to get very anxious, stop, breathe, you know, and I know you do some of these things yourself, but um, your clinic kind of focuses on some of that too. I, I think, I don't know whether because of the pandemic, are you back to doing yoga and anything like that? Or is it still on pause? You know, we, we wanted to offer it, but again, you know, like I, um, you know, we're, we're going back and forth. I haven't, I haven't started promotion yet because you have to have enough people to have a class. So yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, in fact, uh, earlier today, I was at a golf course because it's getting a little warm to play, quite honestly, down here in Florida. And but he told me that uh, there's a restaurant connected to this golf course. And I, I you know, it's a pretty place. And I said, um, you know, what's your menu? And he said, I won't be serving anything to anyone until probably November uh, at the earliest because they can't get help. Oh, okay. that was super interesting. Um, people are not, you know, if they're working at, you know, a little restaurant that's attached to a golf course, they have to figure out how much does it cost them to drive there? You know, how much does it cost them maybe to get childcare if they leave to go work? So now they're paying higher gas prices and they're paying somebody to watch their children. So it, it really is a terrible cycle that people are in and they need to learn how to turn off the television. You know, that's right. You know, I, I try not to watch TV altogether. Sometimes I get sucked into the news. I, I still get news on the phone and stuff. Mm -hmm. it, it's very hard to get out of the loop of bad news. So what, as a medical doctor, what are you seeing like in the hospitals right now? In, in the hospital right now, the influenza, you know, the flu is going up. It's, it's uh, very prevalent. Uh, we occasionally see one or two COVID cases here and there. It's uh, it, it's more than last month, but it's not uh, it's not really big right now. How do they determine whether you have the flu or whether it's COVID? Yeah, so the the swab that goes into the nose um, it, it has a dual purpose, so they test both when they do the test. So it actually will come down to you know, like a slide will say, this is definitely COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It will, it will tell them whether it is COVID or influenza or both. So they can, they can make the determination. What about the testing kits that everybody got? I mean, I have two of them myself. So does that kit actually differentiate between COVID and the flu? Or is it just going to say you have whatever? I think the home test kits are not as reliable. You know, the ones we use in the hospital are more precise. They're, they're PCR driven. Okay. The home test kits are more for screening. They're, they're not as precise. 
Okay, so it's just going to test positive for something. Yeah. Not necessarily yeah. that it's COVID. Yeah. And, right? and, and people also have to realize there's something called cross-reactivity where, you know, if the genetic material is common between two viruses or bacteria, you know, you can have a test that is false positive, um, you know. That's interesting. Um, you know, you and I had talked in the past about the importance of people knowing their numbers. And, um, you know, I had my physical done in March and just about two weeks before that I had my blood work done. And so I always ask for, I want to know what my D3, you know, dog three test is. And I want to know what my C-reactive protein is. And I tell people on the show that you want your D3 to be 70 or above. And in the last couple of years, I actually, my numbers were like, uh, uh, 69 one year, and then it was um, 80 something, I think last year, this year, it was 100. Oh, good. And so my, um, you know, my family physician that I see, she was like, holy cow, you're not going to catch anything. And then my C-reactive protein in the last two years was a 0.3. And I tell people you want it below one. This year, it's 0.1. Good. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I was like very happy with the results. And, I, you know, I think that's what's so important is people are relying on a vaccine, but they're not doing what they need to do to just generally stay healthy. You know, what is your diet? What's your sleep? What's your stress level? Um, are you exercising at all? You know, uh, there's so many other factors that are present, but if we only go and get a vaccination, and we don't know these other numbers, then in my estimation, at least, every time you get a vaccination of any kind, it suppresses your immune system, at least for a while. And yeah, I would say I would say it modifies the way immune system functions, you know, immune system is so complex, you know, I've been the people who study immunology, they themselves don't understand, you know, they study immune system for their whole life. They, they themselves don't understand completely when you vaccinate somebody, you know, obviously you're generating antibodies. Like for example, if they get the COVID shot, you generate antibodies for that particular strain of COVID. Uh -huh. But we don't know what it does to other aspects of the immune system. Like we have T cells, B cells, you know, we have uh, humoral immunity. We have so many different uh, branches in immunity. We don't know what it does. You know, like some patients uh, have blood disorders. Some patients uh, tend to develop cancer. So the body is extremely complex in what it does. If you if you're trying to modify one part of it, the other parts may, you know, may react negatively. We don't know. Right. So I mean, is it? Would you tell somebody who was still, you know? trying to figure out if they needed a booster shot because now that's what they're pushing is, you know, be, get another booster, get another booster. I would personally rather see somebody, you know, work on other aspects of their health to bring their immune system up than go get another booster. But I mean, that's just me. And I don't know how you feel about that, you know, as a physician. I would, I would advise not to get the booster shot, you know, like we, we are having situation, especially with Pfizer vaccine, um, from, from what I heard, they're hiring 600 people every week to, to register 
the uh, number of adverse reactions, then they're not able to hire enough people to, to keep track of the number of deaths that are happening, number of adverse reactions from the shot. You know, uh, essentially they're hiring, I think around 600 people each week. So that's, you know, that's a lot of people who are getting sick or they're dying. And they've all had their vaccinations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it, like you said, it could be that somebody had a pre-existing condition that they didn't even know they had and they get the vaccination and it alters their immune system. And now whatever that pre-existing is, is going to create complications and possibly death. Yeah, not, not everybody dies, but you know, like we had a lot of patients who, who had like pre-diabetes and now they're completely diabetic. Um, you know, you know they, it is causing uh, their pathology to accelerate. You know, we don't understand. I myself don't understand how it's happening. I don't know the mechanism. You know, hopefully in the next few years we'll figure it out. But you know, because of the because of what I'm seeing clinically, I at this time I don't recommend them to get a booster shot. Is it just Pfizer or is it all of them? Because I know I'm, I'm using I'm using Pfizer as the example because it's the dominant company. It's, it's the biggest brand that is available. It's uh, it's heavily marketed, but there are problems with other shots also. There's problems with Moderna. There's problems with uh, you know Johnson and Johnson. Johnson and Johnson had bad news, you know, from the beginning. Um, so, uh, so we're looking for newer vaccines that are much safer, but you know, we're still waiting. And in the meantime, so many—I mean, millions of people—have mm -hmm. had these vaccines, and they may have complications down the road because it will appear. I think that's why they had everybody sign, you know, a non-disclosure kind of a. And we're not going to come back and sue you if we have a problem because they did. That is true. That is true. They had the liability waiver. Yeah. Yeah. And so if, if you do have a problem, I actually know of a physician who uh, he did not tell his wife because, you know, she didn't want him to be vaccinated. And this is over a year ago now, but he felt like he almost had to go ahead with it. And he was dead within 24 hours. Oh, I'm sorry to know that. He had nothing that he knew of that was pre-existing, but they did an autopsy and said, yes, it was definitely the vaccine. Okay, so okay. What caused his death. So I just think there's, like you said, there's so many things that we're not aware of, and yet fear is what precipitated everybody running out to get the vaccine, rather than saying, what can I do to build my immune system mm -hmm. so that I can maybe have a better chance to fight this off? They just jumped right into bed with the vaccination group. And yeah, not only not only that, you know, if you're exercising, if you're eating healthy, if you're working on your energy, you know, if you're working on your chakras and meridians, keeping them clean, right. then you know you feel so much better. You, know, you feel happy. You know, you, you can withstand stress. You know, you're you have good immunity. You know, you don't have to worry about having cancer down down the line. You know, obviously, you know, I cannot make claims and I cannot tell them that, you know, that this is a guarantee thing that it's going to prevent so and so. Medically, we cannot do that. But, you know, if you have a healthy lifestyle, you, know, you feel so much better. Right. If you were going to recommend, let's just say two things, because I know there's a lot of things we can recommend. What would be the two things that you would recommend for somebody to stay healthy? In this day and age, I would recommend adequate hydration. You know, people are still dehydrated in general, whether they're in Florida or in other places. So how do they and, know if they're getting adequate 
hydration. Okay, what I do is uh, I use, uh, I pinch my finger or, or the back of the hand. Oh, like a caliper yeah. thing? Yeah, back of the hand, see if the skin is going back, see if it's elastic or not. And I also look at the top of the tongue and uh, see if it is moist or not. You know, that's, that's a good way of finding out your hydration status. Okay. And, you know, what is the worst thing that's going to happen? You're just going to go to the bathroom more often and pee more often. You know? <laughs> that's true. You might have to get up during the night a little yeah. more or stop drinking a yeah. lot of water maybe by seven. So yeah. And the other thing I would recommend is uh, physical exercise. You know, recently I was at a conference, you know, and they said that physical exercise is five times the benefit compared to using pharmaceuticals to extend your life. I believe I I recently moved into a 55 plus community and um, everybody walks. I mean, you know, after uh, dinner, if they eat a little earlier, you know, you see them out walking their dog or just walking themselves. And, you know, it's 15 minutes, 20 minutes, you know, on a regular basis. And it doesn't require, it's not like going to the gym and lifting weights that's necessary. It's just moving. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those, uh, I think those are the top two things that I would recommend people. How do you feel about somebody learning, uh, you know, meditation, let's say? Um, yeah, I would, I would love to teach meditation. You know, that's, that's a big thing that I push in my office uh, to a lot of my clients. Uh, meditation is taking an energetic shower. You know, it cleans out all of your previous, you know, negative junk in the mind. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it opens, it creates a clean slate for your mind. So you have clarity of mind. And, uh, you know, you're, it, I think it, it boosts your mood and it, uh, it fixes your hormones. You know, it's, uh, it, it has so many benefits, you know, we, we just can't, uh, you know, go with them in, in this uh, uh, video, but it's, uh, I, I recommend most of my clients. Do you find that a lot of people who have cardiovascular disease, you know, that that is a recommendation is let's help you learn how to meditate or how to at least quiet your mind so that you can just focus on breathing. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, you know, like when, when, is it, when there's an issue with the heart, the way to open your heart, you know, energetically is the way to activate the heart chakra energetically is to do service. Mm-hmm. And one way to do service is, you know, obviously you can go to a soup kitchen and, and do stuff, but another way to do service is you do the meditation and and you know you're you're blessing the planet for world peace, and you're you know you're you're blessing people who are sick to get better. You know that's you know that's going to come back to you, and your heart is going to feel much better. A lot of times, um, I think meditation is like prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, and so people who understand prayer and and being focused on gratitude mm-hmm. uh, find that meditation is easier. You know, for them to, to do. Do, do you find that to be the case as well? I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Gratitude is, is very important. Yeah. And I think we, you know, teaching children to be grateful, you know, yeah. not what's next and what's in it for me, but mm-hmm. actually to kind of be looking at what am I grateful for and finishing the day that way. And some of the, um, you know, clients that I have that I do therapy with, you know, that's how I want them to end their day is as they're getting ready to go to sleep, you know, think about the things during the day that were wonderful. I mean, maybe it was a sunset. I just had two sandhill cranes that were right behind my house talking to each other and their voices like reverberated all across the lake uh, behind me. 
And I'm sure they were talking about something, but uh, you know, just the fact that wildlife is around us, even though we're constructing houses everywhere, you know, they, it still is there. And so whether it's a, a groundhog or whether it's a little fox or whether it's in my case, sandhill cranes. Yeah, that's wonderful. Paying, paying attention to nature, you know, like we are, we are part of this planet. We are connected to this planet in, in many ways, you know, like, yeah, that's, that's very important. Yeah, connecting to nature is, you know, there's, there's this new concept in, I think they, they talk about in Japan, like forest bathing. Uh-huh. They want people to actually walk in the forest. Yes. So that's actually a way to connect with nature again. Right, right. Um, I'm, I'm aware of that. And one of the coolest things about trees is they will reach out through their root structure to actually help another tree that's in distress. So one tree might have um, some sort of insects, you know, destroying the leaves or um, boring holes into, you know, the bark somehow. And so a neighboring tree or trees will start sending their root structure to feed that distressed tree. And they do that work at um, a place called the HeartMath Institute. I don't know whether you're familiar with them out in California, but they have a wonderful uh, website and I believe it's under heartmathinstitute.org, but they tell you all of the different things that they're doing um, with nature and with everything that is living. And of course, Dr. Emoto, um, he, a number of years ago, began to understand that if you speak lovingly, whether it's to a person or a plant or a tree that they pick up, you know, that kind of uh, supportive emotional energy and they thrive. And if you, you know, speak very negative terms, then the, the opposite is true. It will help to destroy them. And so um, there's a lot of different studies that have been done with that, but he was able to do that with water and then he froze the water and he looked at the water in a slide and the negative um, conditions around water that's frozen makes it look very cancerous and distorted. And if you speak very lovingly to it, then when you freeze that water, it's like beautiful stained glass windows. So it's yeah, really yeah. fascinating all the different research that's been done with energy and understanding how energy changes our experiences, whether it's negative or positive. And, you know, we have been bathed, if you will, for these last two and a half plus years in extremely negative energy. That is true. So no wonder yeah. that everybody's not healthy. <laughs> Yeah, so I would take this opportunity to invite your audience. You know, I'm I'm holding my first class this year. Uh, you know, we teach energy healing in the in the office. Um, we're going to be doing that. Yeah, so we're we're going to offer that on June 25th and 26th. And uh, you know, you're going to post my number. They can reach me at the office at the number, or they can send me a DM on Facebook. Um, so in two days, you know, we're going to teach them how to feel for the energy, how to use their hand to feel the energy of the other person or, or their own energy, how to scan for their chakras, how to, um, how to clean the negative energy or the dirty energy from the body, and also look at the subconscious mind. So, you know, I think everybody should be working on that energy on a regular basis. You know, I, myself, I myself work on my, my energy every day. Uh, you know, I, I try to eat clean, but, you know, the, the mind keeps rotating, you know, it, it goes into things that it's not supposed to. So 
So, uh, and, and that's what I would recommend your audience. You know, they should really be working on, the, on their energy every day and their life will be so much better. When you mentioned uh, eating clean, maybe you want to describe that to people because I, I think some people don't know what that means. Yeah, I, I personally try to stay away from sugar. I, I, I try to stay away from booze and I eat morely, mostly plant-based diet, uh, mostly vegetables and fruits. Um, I sometimes eat processed food, you know, like chips here and there, um, but mostly uh, uh, salads, you know, fruits, vegetables. I eat a lot of avocado for fat, and sometimes I eat lentils for um, protein. I eat beans for the protein. Um, so if, if you're into eating meat, I would recommend eating white meat rather than red meat. Analytically, when we compare white meat to red meat, analytically, red meat is much more gross. Yeah. And, uh, and medically speaking, you know, it has been, they compared people who eat red meat versus white meat and, and the people who eat red meat have poor outcomes compared to people who are eating white meat. So that's what I would recommend, yeah. I have found um, personally that I'm gravitating more and more just towards fish. And um, one of the things that I found that are really, really good are these Beyond Burgers? Are you familiar with that? Oh, I eat Beyond Burgers. It's it's it, it tastes okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I find that if I put, you know, like I use provolone cheese and a little barbecue sauce, you know, some seasoning on it, but they are absolutely delicious. Yeah. And uh, Publix has these um, salmon burgers that are actually quite good too. So, I mean, if somebody wants the sensation at least of eating a burger you know, those are ways that you can do it in a healthier way. And that's wonderful. You know, we didn't have access to that 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Now they are so prevalent in the stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I remember the first time I had um, more of the vegetarian type burgers and they were very dry mm -hmm. and not particularly tasteful. And that is certainly not true today. So they are coming a long way. And I had to laugh the other day um, they are making bacon out of uh, seaweed. Oh, that's, that's unbelievable. I didn't hear that. Okay. And seaweed is very, very, you know, a lot of protein in that. Yeah. Um, and they said it honestly tastes like bacon. Now, I haven't tried it yet. And I mentioned it to somebody and they were like, that is not pork. That's not bacon. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, you know, if you're talking about cardiovascular health, probably ought to try it at least. Yeah, yeah. I would recommend people to try that whenever it comes out, yeah. All right, so uh, one more time, please share uh, where you're located and the class that's starting in June. I want you to mention it one more time before we- Yeah, no problem. So uh, again, I'm, I'm inviting your audience. It's, uh, uh, it's called Energy Mastery Foundations class. It's in my office in 8320 Stone Run Court here in Tampa, Florida. Um, my office is by Sheridan and Waters. Uh, it's a two-day class, starts at 8.30 and it's at 4.30 or so in the afternoon. And it's mostly experiential. You know, you'll be working with another student. So you're, you're actually being trained to work on somebody simultaneously. So, um, and, and if they want to get a medical appointment with me, I'm, I'm available and you know, I, I do consultations. Um, I do some primary care. I do some functional medicine. We do, we offer IV therapy in the office. You know, we do IV vitamin infusions um, and a lot of other treatments. So definitely I would highly recommend that they get in touch with you and find out everything that your clinic has to offer. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for this opportunity, Lucy.
Oh, thank you. It's always my pleasure to talk to you. That's for sure. So everybody go out there and please make this your very best life um, by looking at how you keep your life in balance through that intellectual, emotional, spiritual, and physical. Um, those are your four legs. And if one of them is a little short, work on it so that they're balanced. And thank you again. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one -on -one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.